Hi everyone and welcome to the Changing Tides podcast. In each episode, we invite guests to have honest conversations about their mental health journeys with the goal of destigmatizing mental health within the Asian American Pacific Islander community. Due to the nature of the podcast, we'll be discussing a variety of mental health topics and possibly triggering experiences. While we and the majority of our guests are not trained professionals, we encourage you to practice self-care while listening and seek professional guidance if you or a loved one is in need of support. With that said, let's start the episode. Hi, my name is Dan Lu. Um, I would like to describe my mental health journey as a um, coincidence <laughs> <laughs> and then um, also a commitment for me, for myself. Yeah. Um, hi, my name is Cindy, and I would describe my mental health journey as it's just getting started. <laughs> Like, very much so, just getting started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Changing Tides podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Yonamura. Welcome, and thank you for being here. Uh, we're excited for another episode for you to listen to, and uh, I'll admit, up front, I had some tech issues. Uh, I was listening back to the recording and some I caught it most of the time, but for our guests, for some reason, some of the audio was a little bit muffled. And when I was recording it or when I was talking to them directly, it sounded fine to me. But for some reason on the recording, some of it sounds a little weird. So I'm sorry if anything gets lost. Uh, I'm going to do my best while editing to fix that. Um, and then also, for some reason, my mic that I usually have pinned to my shirt was not working, but I grabbed my other one so I could record this right now, and it seems to be working. So I apologize for the tech issues, but I still highly recommend you listen to this episode. I think this was a really great listen. Uh, I think the, the guests that we had were, were great. I came across them on Instagram. They might have followed Changing Tides first, or maybe we followed them first. I don't remember. But after checking out their page, I think what they're doing is great. Um, They are two, one AMFT, one uh, therapist trainee who will become an AMFT upon graduation. They started this social media campaign on Instagram and also on YouTube. Uh, They are, are linked in the description of this episode. Um, just sharing their stories about becoming therapists as therapists um, and also can answer questions for the patient side. I think it's great for two Asian American therapists to discuss what it's like for them. So I think this is a great conversation. I love the two of them together. I think their chemistry uh, is awesome. Like you could see them looking at each other if you're on the YouTube Uh, version of this just kind of like reading each other's minds i think they're awesome but without further ado uh here is the episode with therapists talk about is their name on instagram uh dan lu and cindy so dan lu cindy thank you both for joining the podcast uh i think i first just came across you both on instagram uh, right before you even started posting your videos. And I believe I we follow you from our Changing Tides accounts. And I've just loved the dialogue between the two of you. And I'd love to get into that. But first, before we get to your Instagram channel and this initiative you've started, I want to just get to know the both of you first. So I think I'll start with Dan Lu. 
why do you describe your mental health journey as a coincidence? That's, um, I have studied media where I come to the field. Um, and then like one day we just had a group meeting like a few days before in my uh, practice. And I mean, in, in the organization I'm working with right now, uh, there is a fun fact. And then I told them one of my fun is I was dreaming to become a movie director and it took like one semester um, movie class with a bunch of kids who younger 10 years younger than me and then <laughs> we bumped each other and then made a very crappy movie and after <laughs> that experience I'm like decided no that's not the route I want to go no. <laughs> yeah. so I happen to know one of my friends is a psychologist and then um, she knows like I love to interview people and also I had some uh, I was a journal journalist before I came to the U.S. so she said, how about you try this track? And then I I was searching online and then, you know, just get a sense about what is a therapist work looks like. And I just feel like, okay, that's probably something I want to try. Um, so I apply school and then um, finish my master's degree right now. Mm -hmm. And then just, yeah. Right now, just seeing the journey, like becoming a licensed therapist. Very cool. Wow, what a journey. I actually went to school for film as yeah. well. So that's so funny that that's where you started as well. Um, I know. <laughs> and then, uh, Cindy, I'd love to hear about your mental health journey and why it's just getting started. Um. Yeah, for sure. I think for me, I also, well, I actually, I studied psychology since undergrad. And I think throughout, like, when I was younger, I always had family members just kind of consult me and talk to me about their feelings, even though I never really asked for it. I'm like, I'm still, I'm a kid, like, don't make me the mediator, I guess. But um, I always end up playing that role for my family. And then so I went into undergrad, I decided to study psychology. Um, and I did my first master's, it was also in psychology and research. But I think like even throughout all these years of me studying psychology, I did it to understand people around me and other people like my family, how to communicate with them and how to help others. And I never thought to use the same stuff for myself. So I feel like it wasn't until I um, joined my current graduate program to become a therapist. I'm still an MFC trainee um, that I realized, oh, wait, this is for me, too. And so that's why I feel like it's really just getting started for me. Yeah. Very cool. I love to hear how these two yeah. journeys are very different, but you've come together to create what you guys have created and also go into the same field. Um, so Cindy, kind of yeah. piggybacking, piggybacking off of that, despite playing mediator early on and then also eventually kind of practicing for yourself, when would you say between all that, that your mental health journey began? Um. I honestly would say like last year, like last year is when I realized I needed to draw more boundaries for myself and when I realized what it actually meant for it, what it means to actually do self-care because I just mm -hmm. keep hearing self-care, self-care, take care of yourself, prioritize your needs. I'm like, okay, but my needs are my family's needs. So that's the same thing to me. But then now I'm able to make more like a distinguished, you know, what I actually need kind of. And Dan Lu, what about you? How, when would you say your mental health journey began? 
Um, I would I would say that was like about six years six years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at the time, like I went to the class, and I uh happened to like you know in the class we required to read a lot of books. Yeah. And then uh, I just falling in love with all of those concepts helped me to be have a really different perspective when I when I learn mm-hmm. the mental health knowledge and learn how to how how do you apply those knowledge to the real life and how to help people and also I found a lot of um, keys in my mind that when I previously when I was like dreaming about like how to become a movie director yeah. right? uh, watch a lot of movie right and then I was that kind of people like person like going very deep um when I watch the yeah. movie trying to understand different perspective and then finally finally I found all the answer I feel like yeah or not always not everything but just some of the answers speaking to me um from the class so um, that's so cool. It's my first time hearing this too. <laughs> I love that you're you're both able. <laughs> yeah, we did that. Yeah, we didn't talk about this part of her life. <laughs> well, I love that you're both able to learn about each other through this. Then that's super cool. Um, so I I think yeah. you guys already touched on it a little bit, but how did the two of you meet? Um, we actually met through one of my professors, like one of my supervisors who also happened to have worked with uh, Yalu. I think it was in the past that you guys met in a conference or something. Yeah. 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 So my supervisor had met um, Yalu in another conference. And at my school, there's a lot of diversity, like a lot of um, teachers that come from different ethnic backgrounds, but there wasn't that many teachers that were, you know, Asian ethnicity and stuff like that. So I reached out to my supervisor and I asked him if, you know anybody who is like maybe an Asian therapist in the area so I'm able to kind of connect with Dan Lu through that and mm. yeah I kind of just wanted to see to be an Asian therapist in the field so so how did you guys like connect and really get to know one another I guess I think things like you the first time <laughs> having a very good conversation that yeah. she asked me a lot of questions from yeah. her perspective yeah. I answered I and I asked you some questions mm-hmm. and yeah. just wondering how how it's because since my graduate I already it was already six years yeah so it's very different from the time I was studying in the math program and then so I asked her I asked her a lot of questions as well yeah like, same thing I was kind of like this format is really interesting yeah. That even if we don't have our own practice right now, but I think it's going to be benefit for people who, uh, for example, thinking about yeah to this field, yeah, or wondering about what's going on, or just you know just just yeah. want to get to know more about mental health. Also, also from our specific cultural bro- uh, background, yeah. And um, I think that will be interesting that we yeah. do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think definitely we just realized that our conversations were really impactful. Like I was looking for her as like a guidance and for inspiration. And then it kind of, you know, that relationship kind of like was for both of us. We realized this was helpful for both of us. 
Um, so we probably just thought that maybe more people could, you know, relate to what we're sharing or maybe have some things to share about what we're sharing. That's very cool. I mean, I think, I think it's so important and I'm, yeah. I'm so glad that you, you found that connection in one another, because one thing that we see so much, um, through our work with changing tides is the need for some sense of cultural relatability between client and therapist, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, client and therapist. So to hear that it's so meaningful just between the two of you and the class together is super cool. Um, mm -hmm. so, so I want to ask you both this question separately, but Dan Lu, to start with you, I know you mentioned like the friend who you knew was a psycho psychologist, correct? So you knew the friend, but what inspired you to then go from filmmaking to pursuing a career as a therapist? Because it's quite the, it's quite the jump. So other than knowing the peer, what other factors were at play for you? So that's why I have another description, like except the coincidence and then more it's like a compliment right now. It's um, as long as I learn more about the mental health um, knowledge and then uh, I feel like yes you do need passion that uh, when you do something or when you try to make it as your career versus mm -hmm. a job mm -hmm. uh, but the thing that makes you really be able to do something for this field um, any profession I feel like is mm -hmm. the same but what what is a the consistency is very very important and then the commitment is play a big role over there. So after I I feel like my personality or the way like the the movie production, you know, the the way it works doesn't fit for um my needs mm -hmm. or my life stage or yeah. So everything is kind of mismatch over there. So I decide to shift to mental health field because that's a one way I, I still I still like it. I still I mean those features that I can get to know a person deeply and also play a big role, like be there for them. Those are the meaningful job like I can do. And then along with that is a like I if I choose that thing, if I choose to work on in this field, then commitments and other words I want to use in this case that you want to build on your career. Mm. Um one thing is you need to have the commitment first. Mm -hmm. And then Cindy, for you, other than playing mediator, like for your family, because I could see that very well making you not want to care for others because you've had to play that role already. But what what inspired you to yeah. pursue the career? Um, I think I think there was a part of me that like just like didn't want to do it anymore like you like you mentioned I was just like just you know leave me alone let me be um but I think another part that came up is when my little cousin was born and he was diagnosed with mild autism and so I think then I realized how important it was to be the mediator of the family be, and it made me wanted to learn more about how, how I can do it um I guess not more professionally, but what are some of the tools that I can use and, you know, some of the ways that I can back up all the things that I'm saying to my parents, my, my uncle and my family, you know, like, you know, these are things that have been researched like for years and years. Like these are what the professionals are saying. This is what this field is about. Like this is, 
important um, and it's need, much needed, especially in an Asian family where I think we push away like emotions. Like a lot of times it's just get things done. Like we notice like, oh, if this is what you need, okay, we get it done. But we don't think about like the emotional part of it. So yeah, I think that's why I decided to pursue it even farther. So I like what you said there about the cultural aspect. Um, have both of you or either of you found that there are certain things you've had to unlearn through your school mm-hmm. or through your practice? Because I know like similar to what you mentioned about pushing things away and not addressing things. Are there any other things that you've learned, like maybe culturally that you grew up with may not be the best for your mental health? I mean, I think there's definitely a lot of things that I had to unlearn. I think one of the ones that I'm still working on myself is basically just saying how I feel. And that sounds really silly, but I think a lot of times in my family, like we show the good side and even with the bad things, like I fix it before I even tell them, you know, what happened and this is how I fixed it. But I think it, for me, like I, I'm recently really learning to, you know, kind of telling them when the problem starts and then this is my process and this is my options of what I'm going to do. And um, this is what it might come to. Um, but I think in the beginning, it was really hard because there's a lot of fear of like judgment, the fear of like putting that responsibility on my other family members when they're already really busy. Um, so, yeah, I think that's one of the things I have to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I think um, since I work with a lot of Asian family, my mm-hmm. past working experience, I see a lot of multi-generational um, issue mm-hmm. over there, like yeah. um, not very clear about the boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, our the the generation, like uh, the older generation, right, try to tend to like speaking the law language. The law language they are speaking is try to bear uh bear the burden that you should have. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like try to make things for you. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then um, and then. To the end, like say, hey, I already made this for you. Why don't you love me? Or <laughs> yeah, why don't you appreciate me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but this is actually the, for example, that should be like the kids' uh, responsibility. But they take that for them. It's mm-hmm. a lot of accommodation over there. At the, at the same time, they also ask um the next generation to be able to um like do a lot of hard work for themselves yeah and then yeah so being really independent in one way is pretty strict the other way is pretty enmeshed mm-hmm. so that's what i see over there yeah yeah i think it's so funny or not funny but i think it's interesting how difficult it could be to ask for help because everything is so independent right um so that's something that really stood out to me with what you had just mentioned but um so in your practice and in you both being uh therapists or aspiring therapists um what's is your instagram account called and what inspired you to create that um well our instagram account is called therapists talk about um and it just kind of came out like we're just two therapists like an mft trainee and an amft having a conversation um yeah, we're just talking about 
anything that comes up really like anything we're interested in um, some cultural aspect of it and then some like you know some we wanted to also talk on the reality of being a therapist we talk about that like sustainability reality of it maybe even the financial part of it beginning i just we just want to open a space like for all the therapists if we are in if you're interested in we can talk about everything about this you know in this field how does the work looks like for you and then even like cindy said um the 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 payment yeah the financial (laughs) part yeah yeah sustainable yeah. you know just into the field so yeah we, we just want to provide this space to um for for each of us like yeah. we can invite our friends yeah uh, in this field and we talk about that yeah. yeah so you guys are outdoor now you record your your instagram videos outdoor is there like a re- relevance of the outdoor space to you um I think well I speaking for myself I really find peace when I'm like in nature and outdoors I think that's why a lot of the spaces that we choose end up being like somewhat in nature and outdoors um we tried to find places that are like with nice background too I don't know yeah yeah I mean um the other inspiration I got like I don't know if you have um seen that before like one there some therapists they do like the um live vlog oh, yeah. therapy oh yeah mm-hmm. in the Instagram or in like the yeah like the talk or yeah, something yeah. yeah they do that like they just have the hold the camera and they walk and at the same time they provide the guidance mm-hmm. the it's just meditation or the guidance and it's called a walk therapy in the nature mm-hmm. um so i guess that's one of the things maybe we can try yeah in the future like we can talk in the outside yeah see if that works very cool very cool i would love to do uh to see you do a walk and talk episode or video i think that'd be so fun <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. we will do a hiking day <laughs> so was it difficult for the two of you to put yourselves out there publicly and share this like or was it something that came very naturally it was difficult i think for me it's it's not my it's not my idea (laughs) i mean like she really inspired me and pushed me out of my comfort zone i'm kind i kind of just do the background work i feel like i yeah it's i think it's really hard when i like Especially, I feel like I I don't really like hearing myself talk afterwards. So when I have to do the edits of the video, I get really nervous. I'm like, oh my god, this is what I sound like, and this is going public. Um, and then just the fact that like there's always so many, you know, things people say about the internet, how like it leaves like your footprint everywhere. And I don't know. It's just also like just being therapists. I feel like we we want to pr- um kind of keep confidentiality and privacy of our own lives too. So I think that part was hard to get over at first, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, same as me. I'm like, I'm. I I don't have any problem that to see myself or because I was pretty familiar with the feeling or the anxiety may have, and also like maybe device doesn't work. I'm very flexible. <laughs> you know, like how many works gonna do? Yeah. Anyway, so um. I don't have problem with this part, but the, just as Cindy mentioned that as a therapist, you want to kind of keep a good boundary uh, between your personal life and then um, 
the life or your appearance showing um, to your potential clients yeah. or patients, yeah. or patient or clients. So yeah. that there is a fine line over there. Yeah. So I think my thing right now is just try to maintain that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So that's, I think that's what I'm working on. Yeah. Um, has there been anything, has there been a specific response to any of your content or anything you've put out there that seems to have resonated with folks or is there anything that you think or any comment or anything that has really stood out to you as, oh, we, we you know, we're making a pretty good impact here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I got a lot of comments from like my friends who follow me because we just started. So I yeah. think we're basically building, we're building audience still. Yeah. Um, we haven't, yeah, like, so I've seen most comments have been like directly at me. Like my friends would be like, or they would DM me and they'd be like, oh, I saw you doing this. This is so awesome. Like, so proud of you. Like, we really need more content like this. And like, you know, I think I actually, one of the, the one of the ones that we talked about as like what it's like to be Asian American therapist, my friends was like, my friends from Taiwan actually were like, oh, like, we're also interested in potentially, you know, becoming a therapist. So like, I feel like this is a good content for us too. If we ever want to come abroad here, we know like what to do or like, you know, what are some things to look for? So they thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. Dan Lu, is there anything for you? Me? Okay. So the other information you don't know. Yeah. (laughs) More stuff. Previous pandemic time, I actually initiated an organization. I, registered as a nonprofit organization, but the, the thing we're doing there is mainly provide the emotional support mm-hmm. overseas to the China, um, Wuhan. Mm-hmm. And then we, so I was actually doing a lot of tons of media, social, you know, those social media stuff, and then also organizing a bunch of mental health professional, we're like providing the emotional support online. Um, so we need to design a whole bunch of workflow. How can we do that? And then how can we provide supervisor super, supervision to the people who are not still licensed, not licensed and still like training or something. Yeah. We just figure out that. And then basically at that time, I did a lot um, social media and I also um, organized a lot of free online course or classes for um, like the... What are they called? Like the jungle. Like workshops? Yeah, workshops. Okay. Yeah, from the uh, from the resource we have. So yeah, at that time, like people, my friends, at least they all know like I'm doing this. And then so for this one, this time I'm I I, I just post it yeah. and nobody saying anything. <laughs> they already know, like okay, yeah. Sometimes do that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> So I think I think there's been such a that we're in such an era right now where there's a need for Asian American therapists or just Asian therapists in general. Um, what barriers do you think there are for Asian Americans to become therapists? Um, I mean, to become one or to go to therapy. Uh, to to become a therapist, firstly. Oh, I see. Um... I think maybe for some it's like parental support, family support, because there's going to be 
like I think there's still some tra- more traditional families or like older generations, like you said, that would think maybe it's not that they don't believe in mental health, but maybe they think it's dangerous because they think people who have mental health, you know, issues or problems or um, symptoms that there are people who, I don't know, may have violence tendencies. They think about like psychosis, people with schizophrenia, bipolar, like whatever the media has portray- portrayed in either the Asian television or the American television. So I think like definitely I've been asked that question myself. My grandparents were like, is that going to be safe? Like, are you going to work with people with very severe cases? And I'm like, well, the mental health field is very broad. Like there's, I get to pick and choose what I'm comfortable working in um, and stuff like that. So I think family plays some part of it into, um, you know, if individuals are able to become a therapist. Yeah. 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 I think specifically in the U.S., I feel like um, uh, older generation probably have that expectation mm-hmm. that you still pursue like the career like lawyer or oh, doctor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Asian American <laughs> yeah. parents. Yeah. yeah <laughs> lawyer, doctor, um, engineer. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Professional. And then, yeah. And then I think from, from my own perspective, I see another, another thing coming from um, – like some of my uh, Asian mental health professional, mm-hmm. we talk about that. And then one thing I think I've never thought about before, but after I talk to them, I feel like, yeah, that makes sense as well, is psychology itself is built on the Western culture. Mm-hmm. And then the way we're doing, um, like we're understanding things is built on the Western philosophy mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, And then, even when, because we know like psychology is a science, yeah, right? we yeah. do a lot of, uh, when, when we do the experiment, when we do the hypothesis, yeah. it's built on, um, based on the yeah, Western like, culture. Yeah. So the way they're thinking, the way they do the experiment is mainly from that. Mm-hmm. But in fact, we know, like if you know the culture from the East. Yeah, like then, yoga, I don't know, all these other. Yeah, like, like a lot yeah. of different concepts from yeah. these, from the uh, Asian. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of things it's hard to define if you use mm-hmm. Western way, like yeah. the way from yeah. the, yeah. the yeah. experimental way. Yeah. It's hard to get data. Yeah. You need data, but it's yeah. hard. Yeah. So I think probably that's one the other barrier we think about if we want to mm-hmm. pursue this as a career and mm-hmm. then we want to integrate the Western and Eastern culture together, mm-hmm. um, how can we utilize our culture background to mm-hmm. benefit in this field? That's a yeah. that's a kind of like the question over there still. Yeah. I don't see any probably like some like some going. psychologists are yeah. awesome to yeah. do that, but yeah. not very much. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely in terms of intervention too, I feel like a lot of intervention are like Western focused. And like Eastern culture is very collective and, you know, the healing has to be a group healing almost most of the time, whereas Western culture is very much more like individualistic healing. So, yeah. I think that's also, I also think it's so funny because they want, Asian American parents want their kids to become doctors. And I, and it's like, how is a therapist much different from a doctor or a psychiatrist isn't that much yeah. from a doctor. So I always think it's so interesting because yeah. I've heard this before from other practicing therapists that they're worried about, you know, the type of cases that they might get, but even more so it's like, 
whether or not it's a legitimate profession, which is so interesting because it's, it's still a, a doctor, like you're in healthcare. So it's always been such an interesting thing that I think some uh, Asian Americans just can't wrap their heads around quite yet. Um, yeah. So the other side of it is Asian Americans seeking therapy as a patient. Um, you already touched on family support for becoming a therapist, but what about what's stopping Asian Americans from seeking therapy as a patient? I mean, I want to say, like, if I'm being realistic, I think financial is also part of it. Like, therapy is expensive. Um, not every therapist take insurance. And I don't know, I at least for me, I grow up and I'm like, my parents teach me about finances, they teach me to save uh, money, they teach me, you know, to spend your money where it's needed. So I don't know, it's mental health has never been a thing where, like, this is the money that you need to spend it on. So I know, I'm, I'm sure I've heard some of my friends say like, oh, it's just not something that I can afford right now. Um, I think on the other side of it, I think, um, some, some of my friends too, for sure, I think they're still more shy about sharing their information to like a complete stranger. Like for them, it's actually easier to talk to a friend compared to a stranger. Um, but I also heard the other side too. Some of them are like, well, I'm also talking talking to a stranger. It's like this person isn't involved in any way in my life. Like they wouldn't affect my relationships with my peers or people around me. So for them, that feels better. But then I've heard the other side too, where they're like, oh, but I don't know them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's it's really, I feel like it's a, it's a whole package stuff. Like <laughs> it's involving a lot of different layer. Yeah. <laughs> different perspectives, like like different components yeah. over there. Yeah. Like um, generational issue is another. And then, culture is another and then mm -hmm. like the way we see mental health even is mm -hmm. another thing like stigmatized yeah and then um yeah how, like like you said like how much money because because how when you when you think about okay if you physically have some symptoms mm -hmm. i'm gonna go to the doctor yeah. right that's so net the natural, natural yeah yeah but mental health hmm, i don't know it's just yeah. because i just you know you just man up you just you just get through it yeah yeah what what what, what, yeah. what does that mean you feel sad yeah. right yeah yeah like how so, could you feel sad if you know we provided such a nice life for you and stuff like that like yeah, it's hard so, to put a mirror in front of yourself and like no, keep looking at it yeah it's mm -hmm. not yeah. like that obvious yeah. And also, like, the understanding about mental health, mm -hmm. how important it is, is the other part of yeah. the issue, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely think, unfortunate, or I don't think Asian Americans have to take all the blame for the stigma, because obviously, insurance yeah. coverage is a big part of it. There's <laughs> yeah. such a lack of the insurance coverage. There's, there's such a mm -hmm. system overhaul that needs to be done when it comes to mental health, because... Um, it yeah. seems like it's almost either forced uh, hospitalization for mental health if it gets to that case or you're paying out of pocket for a lot of cases, I, it seems to be, yeah. or yeah. it's Kaiser yeah. and there's a huge wait list for seeking help. So. <laughs> yeah. No offense if either of you yeah. are have, have Kaiser, but like, no. I, I, I know it's an issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. 
I, I told you guys before, I just have some quick fire, silly questions. Uh, but is there anything else that you'd like to say before we get to those questions? Yeah, so I just wanted to say that if you're considering entering the mental health and want to know more about that, um, you can definitely um, follow oh. us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Follow, follow therapists talk about. <laughs> yeah, and then send us uh the topic you want to yeah hear. if like, you have many yeah. yeah in the comments let us know yes. yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> also follow um changing times <laughs> <laughs> they, they have a lot of great speakers <laughs> yeah, yeah and great therapists <laughs> exactly. well that's that's going to be the next discussion because i want to keep you both more involved <laughs> so we'll get there but we'll do that outside of recording this episode um but thank you for the shout out. <laughs> um, okay, so I know this was a point of conversation, but the quick fire round, they're just, I only have a few of them. It's not too intense. Um, but without further ado, if you could invite, and I'm going to ask you both separately, so I want to get a response from both of you. If you could invite three people to dinner, dead or alive, who would they be? Three people to dinner. No. Um, I want to invite Yala. Um, Irvin Yalom, I don't know if you know her, him, the very famous psychologist who wrote a lot of books and then fictions, actually. Yeah. <laughs> really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. I like his work. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to invite him. I want to. He's still alive. He's alive. still alive, yeah. <laughs> maybe there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a chance. Yeah. He's a, like, the, the, like the master I am looking upon to like when I go to the field and then right now I already noticed like my personality is not like him yeah <laughs> so it's okay yeah <laughs> I won't be like him yeah, yeah. anyway uh I definitely want to invite him mm-hmm. uh and then another one well the other two I think I just it's it's just for my for my uh you, uh, movie, movie, movie. <laughs> your movie, movie is interest, movie yeah, side of yeah, yeah. So, Nolan, that's wow. one of oh, my yeah. uh, great, favorite, great. current favorite. When we talk about, like, you yeah. know, if you, I think Matthew probably know, like, when you talk about what's your favorite director, it's always along with the timing, like, currently, like, yeah, past, or yeah. that's that's my thing, yeah. yeah. So currently, I like uh, Christopher Nolan, and yeah. then. The other one is Wes Anderson. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What okay. a what a what a fun dinner. I feel like I feel like maybe the three of them together could create a really interesting story together or create a really oh, interesting story. Definitely. Movie. They're gonna do the <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> be super cool. Um, let me think. I can't think of three. I don't know why, but if we're talking about, because we're talking so much about movies, I, I do have a love for movies. Um, <laughs> no, that's a three. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah, that, was, that was like all, the only thing I was thinking about is movie stuff. Um, I mean, I grew up with like my, when I first moved to America, my aunt and my uncle were the one that was showing me like the pop side of, I guess, like the, the entertainment industries in America. So I watch a bunch of Audrey Hepburn movies. She's not alive oh, anymore, but I love to meet her. She seems like such a sweet and just like kind lady, like she's always presenting herself with so much grace and elegance. I'm like, wow, I want to be like that when I grow up too. Um, so Audrey Hepburn is one. I can't, really can't think of the other two. 
I recently watched Barbie. Margot Robbie seems cool. Great movie, too. Awesome. You two are so sweet. I love the way you two interact. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. To close it out separately, if you would have your own autobiography, what would you title it? Autobiography. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> I hope people won't have it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> Let's see. Honestly. I don't it's know. It's too early to think about. Yeah, I'm, that's fair. I feel like I'm. I, I just yeah, started. You can, you can ask us maybe twenty years. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have. I have a suggestion. Is you both have your okay. own book, but it's therapists talked about like past tense. Oh yeah. So it's like a reflection. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like we each write one of our own reflection of the experience. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's our audience yeah. first. <laughs> well, in twenty years, I'm expecting a five percent cut from these books of the profits. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh um, because he thought about the title. <laughs> 
Well, uh, Dan, Lou, Cindy, thank you both so much for your time. I, I, I really do love the, what you guys are doing with therapists talk about, we'll tag it in all of our socials and in the description of this episode that comes out. Um, I think it's so important uh, to spread the word about mental health in every in every way. And I think you guys have a really cool approach to it. Um, I love the outdoor backgrounds that you were filming in. I love the outdoor area you're in now. Keep that up. And uh, it's been so great to talk to you both. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you thank you for inviting us. Thank you again to Dan Lu and Cindy for talking about uh, their channel, Therapists Talk About, on both YouTube and Instagram. And talking about uh, what inspired them to become therapists, what what their channel is all about, and just so much more. I I really enjoyed this. I think they're they're so fun together. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, you can subscribe to our show for episodes that release every other Tuesday. And you can give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to support our podcast and help us grow, you can do so with a donation to the link at the bottom of the episode description. To hear more about Changing Tides, follow us on Instagram at LTSC underscore Changing Tides, or check out our websites, thechangingtides.org. Let's continue to change the tide on mental health. Yeah.